There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Today is National S'mores Day. <gasps> That's kind of dumb to have that in the middle of summer. My thoughts exactly. S'mores are meant to be made over an open fire. You don't have open fires in the middle of August. I know. Who the hell is in charge of these holidays anyway, Jeff? Tim Timmerman. It's not me. It's not me. <laughs> you always have to be just a little bit different, don't you? Know you know why Tim? it's probably this month? Why? Because it's probably low sales of graham crackers and marshmallows, uh, and they're trying to push them on the month that they're not already selling them. Look at that. Look at that, Tim. Look at PR that. table. Mine. <laughs> Now, I will say it's also National Lazy Day. I like National Lazy Day. Which we can celebrate later. That sounds really good. Or we can celebrate it now. We could. It's not that much <laughs> different You can be than lazy any anywhere. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. Is it me or does it look like it's really black out there, like power outage black? It's dark. Did they lose power across the street? Like, it's eerily dark. Darker than usual. Or am I just imagining things? It's very dark. We do have traffic lights, so that's something. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're just getting used to the new neighborhood and waking up on this Tuesday. The, I can uh, see Chick-fil-A. They're open. Oh, that's good. <laughs> the light is on. Yeah. Oh, I saw the menu sign at the Steak and Shake open, too. Oh, oh yeah. what time do they open for breakfast, that's a I good wonder. question. Didn't they used to be open 24 they hours did. back in the day? They did. Mm. So mm. might have to make a run if they're open. To do some investigating. We need Fritz back from vacation. We got work to do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's begin this hour's E News with John Stewart and Pete Davidson. Yeah, I think this is gonna be probably pretty darn good. John and Pete are hosting a comedy event called New York City Still Rising After 20 Years, a comedy celebration. And of course, all the proceeds are gonna be going to 9-11 charities. That's great. Of course, this event is very personal for both of them. Pete lost his dad, he was a firefighter on 9-11. And John has been a fierce advocate for the victims and first responders, even taking the fight for health care funding to Congress. Remember when he spoke that he was feisty? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he I was. mean, fierce is a really good word to describe how he has been fighting. And so eloquent. So, yeah, so well. I mean, they couldn't ask, I don't think, for a better advocate. Right. So he's been doing an amazing job. In a joint statement, they said, we wanted to put on a fun celebration to honor this great city's resilience. It's nice to be able to do this with friends and people we love. Listen to this list. This is good. Performers are going to include John Mulaney, Jimmy Fallon, Wanda Sykes, Bill Burr, 
Dave Chappelle and Amy Schumer. Love them all. I know, right? So it's going to happen Sunday, September 12th at Madison Square Garden. All attendees will be required to show proof of vaccination. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at noon on Ticketmaster. All right. And doesn't it just figure that billionaires playing with rockets was going to lead to something like this? Elon Musk wants to sell advertising space in space. Mm-hmm. Advertising space in space. Uh, Canadian I'm so company- curious. Do you, how do you do that? I mean, obviously, you can't have a billboard. Well, here's how it works. Uh, this Canadian company called Geometric Energy Corporation is teaming up with Musk's SpaceX to make it happen. Uh, they are building a satellite called CubeSat. One side of it will be a pixelated display screen where advertisements, logos, and other art will appear. Okay. So we can look up in space and see a billboard. God, it's so messed up. I suppose if it's big enough, you probably could. A SpaceX rocket will take the CubeSat into orbit and release it. And then a so-called selfie stick on the satellite will film the display screen and live stream it to YouTube or Twitch so you can watch whatever's on it down here on Earth. Uh, Saying that some people aren't cool with this would be an understatement. An author named Alan Baxter tweeted, F this guy (laughs) and F his raping of our night skies. Fire him into the effing sun. (sighs) Billionaires are planetary cancer. Another writer named Danielle Weisberg said, quote, Elon Musk sucks so bad, man. (laughs) If I am out there camping looking for constellations and I see an effing billboard instead, I will lose. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Lose what is left of my mind. I, you know, I'm kind of with these two on that one. It's like, okay, when is it? When are we going just a little too far here? What kind of stupid goddamn idea is this? Uh, even though you won't be able to literally look up into the sky and see these ads, this news has people wondering if that is, however, the next step. And as one guy put it, so how long until we're projecting adverts onto the surface of the moon? And don't think Musk, Bezos, and Branson aren't working on it. Aren't thinking about it. Well, this is where I will request the aliens to step in. And any stupid thing we put up there in space, I give them permission to just shoot it down. Now she wants you to interview. <laughs> Speaking of aliens, Jen, I have something to share later Ooh. that I need your help on that it may involve. Aliens? Yeah. All right. I'm there. Tokyo Olympics have officially come to an end. That's right. Now if you want to witness physical excellence, you'll have to watch a flight attendant duct tape a drunk guy to a seat. 
United Airlines announced that they're requiring all of their employees to get vaccinated. But this is annoying. They're now charging every passenger a $9 common sense fee. <laughs> Meanwhile, Spirit Airlines isn't requiring vaccines. They were just like, we're just going to fly with the windows down. <laughs> In Oklahoma, a truck carrying more than 27,000 pounds of women's spray deodorant exploded. <laughs> It was the first truck explosion ever described as confident, strong, and ready to take on the day. The ice cream company Marble Slab recently announced a new collaboration with Frito-Lay to create a hot Cheetos-flavored ice cream. Well, technically, it was also a collaboration with weed. OJ said in an interview that he avoids L.A. because he's worried that he might run into the real killer. (laughs) That must be stressful. OJ, if you want to avoid seeing the real killer, don't look above the bathroom sink. So we got a lot of uh, people in the movie business that are fighting the whole streaming thing, particularly the way movies are hitting theaters and streaming platforms at the same time, which just doesn't make any sense to me why they would do that if they want big box office dollars in the theater. Well, and so many of these actors pay structures are based on how well the movie performs at the box office. Right. Not usually. Now, I suppose you could set it up where you make a certain profit or a certain cut off a streaming. Which they'll end streams. up having to do probably They're gonna at some have point. to do, but like that deal with Scarlett Johansson, her deal was based on box office receipts. She, mm-hmm. she, got, she got an upfront salary and then she got like a back end bonus based on two percent of the box office or whatever it is and then the studio turned around without calendar and streamed it after a couple of weeks of being released and so she's like hey you didn't do your part right because i i would guess that she agreed to a smaller salary in exchange for the back end the bonus structure right so the suicide squad did this as well and probably contributed to the movie underperforming in theaters. Director James Gunn doesn't care how you watch it. And he makes a good point. He says, I, re- I don't really care that much. He said, listen, movies don't last because they're seen on the big screen. Movies last because they're seen on television. Jaws isn't still a classic because people are watching it in theaters. He said, I've never seen Jaws in a movie theater. It's one of my favorite movies. Now, he doesn't want the theater experience to die, and he says the Suicide Squad is, quote, made to be seen first and foremost on a big screen. You know, that's kind of my thing, is it's like some of these movies, I mean, TV, I don't care how big your TV is in your house, and I don't care how great of a a sound system that you have, it's not the same as a huge screen in a theater. Yeah, there are just some movies and I'm thinking, you know, this upcoming Top Gun sequel, right. Maverick, is For an sure. example of one that I absolutely want to see in a theater. I got to have that theater experience where it truly is larger than life. I can't produce, and you're right about no matter how big your TV is, I can't reproduce that in my house. And I and I got an 80-inch screen. That's it's a big massive. one. Yeah, got a big one. And it's great. I'm not complaining, but. There are just certain things that when I see Maverick for the first time, I got to see it in there. And by the way, I think there will be a market for as these movie theaters figure out ways to make up the money they're losing to streaming services. Mm -hmm. I think there are opportunities there with movies like Jaws. Bring them back. Give people the opportunity to see that movie 
in 4K, which they they run all those now in 4K and they beam them onto those screens, you could play that movie and give people who never had a chance to see it in theaters because they weren't around then to see it in a true theater experience and just and see it in a completely different way than they would have ever seen it on television. Yeah. And you wonder if they'll start when when they actually start filming the movies. If they'll be like, okay, this one we're going to spend a whole ton of money on to make it super great so it shows best in a theater versus just, you know, rom-coms that can show up on <laughs> yeah. at home. But I do feel like you you stunt your potential when you stream it. Yeah, I think it's like you've given up, you've thrown in the towel, you're doubting your own movie saying, I don't think people are going to go to the theater to see this. I think we maybe got a couple of good weeks and then after that we may as well put it on the streaming service because... While people are still talking about it. Right. Yeah. And, and I see why... Yeah, and this is such a rich person's problem because let's keep in mind that Scarlett Johansson has has made $20 million off of uh, Black Widow so far. She's doing okay. So she's doing fine. And the (laughs) optics of that lawsuit weren't good for her. No. There's others. I can't remember who else is doing it. I totally see her point. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. So... Let's talk about Val Kilmer. We were just talking about Top Gun. Boy, Val Kilmer, man. This is such a sad, you know, to see pictures of him now, it's like, oh, man. Yeah. That's sad. Uh, if you watched Val, actor Val Kilmer's documentary, Val, or have been following his cancer recovery journey, uh, you know that, that disease has pretty much robbed him of his voice. But he just got it back. Thanks to a software company that has, this is incredible. This software company has replicated his former voice using archived recordings. And it's pretty That's convincing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, when you listen to it, it's pretty incredible. In a video showing off his new voice, his new voice of his old voice, basically. <laughs> Uh, Val says, people around me struggle to understand what I'm talking, but despite all that, I still feel like I'm the exact same person, still the same creative soul. Uh, let me play you a clip. It's crazy. I was struck by throat cancer. After getting treated, my voice as I knew it was taken away from me. People around me struggle to understand me when I'm talking. I mean, that is pretty close. Yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. It's, well, AI. Like- it's a form of AI. Yeah. And I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you, but just hearing that, you know, that's his voice, but it's not his voice. It's a previous recording of his voice. They did a good job of making it flow as opposed mm-hmm. to sounding real choppy. Right. You know, it does. He's also one of the lucky ones because there are recordings of his voice out there because so of his much. acting career. Right. And you and I would probably benefit from this too because there are so many recordings of our voices but most people don't have that option right but hearing this just the fact that they have the technology is pretty incredible when it's used for good right (laughs) and that's the question the exact same Mm. person still the same creative soul the soul that dreams ideas and stories constantly but now i can express myself again i can bring these dreams to you and show you this part of myself once more Hmm. A part that was never truly gone. Just hiding away. Boy, that's so much better that's than so what it cool. was. Yeah. You know, when he had that machine that made mm-hmm. him sound like a robot. Mm-hmm. 
Very cool. Yeah, that's really great. Um, by the way, Val's AI voice was not used in the documentary because the film had already been completed. Uh, his son, Jack Kilmer, stepped in for some of the narrating. But uh, he said he's uh, very grateful to the entire team at Sonat Sonantic, who masterfully restored his voice in a way he never imagined possible. What a gift. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Quentin Tarantino knows how to hold a grudge, even against his own mother. Have you guys heard about this? Uh Uh-uh. Quentin has given his mother almost nothing since he got rich because she once mocked him for trying to become a writer. He said that she was cussing him out for not doing well in school because he was trying to write screenplays instead. And she told him that when he was supposed to be doing schoolwork, he needed to ditch his, quote, little writing career. And she used finger quotes for that phrase. Oh, so she like, you know, she was yeah put him down for mm-hmm. it. So in that moment, Quentin vowed that if he ever became a success, she wouldn't see a penny from it. He said, there will be no house for you. There's no vacation for you. No Elvis Cadillac for mommy. You get nothing because you said that. Wow. I know. I guess he did help her out of a jam with the IRS once, but that has been it. Mm. The interviewer suggested that maybe he did owe her something because her taunting fueled his drive to succeed. But he said, there are consequences for your words as you deal with your children. Remember, there are consequences for your sarcastic tone about what's meaningful to them. Well, it kind of makes me feel like there was more to that story. You, know? <laughs> you don't think it was just that one was it incident? The one incident. They have a great relationship otherwise, but it was that one incident that that, that made him ultimately decide. cut her off. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. That does suck, though, when people really close to you that you love just kind of don't. Or was that support your dreams? The straw that broke the camel's back. Maybe. Hmm. Uh, by the way, the 19th and final season of Ellen will kick off on September 13th. Uh, according to a press release, the season will boast unparalleled celebrity interviews, among other things. Two decades of television. <laughs> Hundreds of scares. <laughs> 4,000 guests. Come on. Oh. Almost half a billion given away. Countless lives changed. We want to give each one of you a scholarship. And one thankful host. You've changed my life. Ellen's farewell season starts September 13th. It was always easy for me to keep track of how long she had been on the air because she started her show when we started our show here at Q102. Mm-hmm. So she's been on. It'll be her 19th season and we'll be hitting our 19th anniversary uh, but uh, I'm planning on hanging in there, you know, at least a little while longer. Yeah. Yeah. Lord willing. <laughs> I don't even know when that show is. I used to be on at four o'clock, but now Channel 5 is adding that four o'clock newscast now. Yeah. It started yesterday. I watched it. It's yeah. kind of like uh, sitting around the couch today show style. Okay. And then sitting at the anchor desk. It's kind of a mishmash of both. It was pretty cool. Yeah. There was, uh, when I was growing up, a lot of stations have been doing that around the country where they've been adding more and more news. They got the seven o'clock news. Yeah. Now. Is that seven o'clock news thing sticking around or was that just during the Olympics? No, it's, that's part yeah. of their programming. Yeah. yeah. That's part of it. We're seeing more and more stations do that. They were doing that in larger markets before. And in Boston, they used to call it first four news because it was the four o'clock hour and it was was more of that sitting around the couch conversational style news before mm-hmm. they get into the hard hitting stuff at five. Okay. 
So I don't know where the show did they take Ellen? Did they move it? Did they bump it? Is it Is she earlier, maybe time? in the morning? Or did they kill one of the other shows and move her an hour Three? early? Because she used to have that time slot. Sure. I was confused there for a minute. I'm like, oh, well, maybe she's done because hmm. they're starting that four o'clock newscast now. Yeah. But. Ellen moves to three. Yeah. There okay. you go. So they must have killed something else like the real or something. Maybe Tamron. Oh, was Tamron, Tamron Hall's show. Yeah. Was she on NBC? I think so. I think she was on Channel 5. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, the New York Yankees and Chicago White Sox are playing on the Field of Dreams field in Iowa on Thursday. And this is cool. Guy Fieri has created a special hot dog apple pie just for the occasion. He says, there's nothing like jamming together two timeless American dishes for America's favorite pastime. It is a hot dog smothered in Guy's homemade bacon jam and apple filling. Ooh, that sounds good. Then placed inside a flaky rectangle-shaped pie crust. Then drizzled with apple mustard, brown sugar, and apple pie spice. He calls it a, quote, funky throwback snack. And can't wait to see what people think. Of Anything it. with bacon jam is good to go. Right? Tomato jam and bacon jam. How can you go wrong with bacon jam? I like hot dogs. <laughs> and I like apple pie. We'll see how it goes. I know. I, I, I don't see it. What no. do you get when the mayor of Flavortown hangs out with the cool kids from Motor City? You get yourself an apple pie hot dog. First, pie crust. Kind of roll that out into a rectangle. And then some bacon jam. Getting your bacon nice and crispy. And then cooking it down with a little brown sugar, a little honey, and apple cider vinegar. Apple pie filling. I imagine you probably have an awesome apple pie filling that your grandma used to make. But if you want to get that canned stuff, it's fine to use in this regular hot dog. I'm going to brush the edges of this with some egg washed. And you're going to have to stretch that top piece because you got to work over the top of that hot dog. Give it a little crimp, raw sugar, a little pie spice on top of that. Pop it in the oven, 350, 18 to 20 minutes. Here's the final steps. 50-50 apple pie filling and yellow mustard. Some crumbled bacon. And there you have it, the apple pie hot dog. Hot diggity. Hot diggity. I'm getting into Game of Thrones right now. It's my new... Yeah. All right. I love that show because, like, everything is so epic on that show. Like, whenever they introduce themselves to other characters, they'll be like, I am Christopher Baratheon, son of Robert Baratheon, ruler of the Seven Kingdoms, keeper of the Night's Realm. Like, that was their hello. <laughs> I wish people still introduced themselves that way. Like, I am Craig Johnson, son of Andrew Johnson. Manager of Dunkin' Donuts. I was like, forgive me, your grace. I did not know your father owned a chain of Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, I love doing stand-up. I have to travel a lot to do stand-up, so I'm like always at airports and stuff. And have you guys seen these like new Best Buy vending machines where you can just buy super expensive electronics? <laughs> Who is this for? Like... I think it's only there to impress chicks at the airport, you know? Oh, hey, what's up? I'm going to go get a laptop. Um, <laughs> did anyone break a thousand? Anybody? Just trying to smooth out the $100 bill. <laughs> These machines. <laughs> oh. Fahim Anwar. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. I have three headlines here. Two of them are fake. One of them is real. If you can figure out the real one, you're going to Bridal Rama. Where is it happening? It is at the Duke Energy Center Sunday, August 22nd, and you're going to get four tickets right now. Awesome. So here we go. 
Which one's real, isn't it? Woman breaks into Walgreens and only steals poise pads. Is it B? A guy broke into someone's house and stole junk mail. Or C, man breaks into school and steals all the principal's Sharpies. Cindy. Hi. Hey, welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you doing? Excellent. Hanging in there, that's for sure. I got three headlines for you. You know, one of them is real. If you can figure out which one that is, we're going to send you to Bridal Rama, where there will be free cake. Awesome. Sounds good. <laughs> so, which one is it? Is it a woman breaks into Walgreens and only steals poise pads? Do you guys know what poise pads are? I do. They're like tranquility pads. <laughs> What's what a tranquility they? pad? Like um, an adult's uh, diaper. Somewhere in the middle between. It's an absorbent thing for women. <laughs> You're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> what's it? What's it for? It's like they're like panty liners and pads for like period, but these are specifically for women who are suffering from you know incontinence of some sort. Oh, you know, okay. for the ladies who pee their pants when they sneeze, cough, or laugh. That's so maybe what I you was don't need like a full on diaper. You just need a little something. Just a, a little something there in case you have a minor event. Okay. All right. So, B, now that we have that straight, because I could tell by the look on their face, they had no idea no what clue. those were. No idea. So, <laughs> that day, here's B, a guy broke into someone's house and stole junk mail. Or C, a man breaks into school and steals all the principal Sharpies. I'm, I'm going to go with C. Did you say B? I said C. Well, you should have said B. Oh, man. Yeah, because it's the junk mail. Darn it anyway. But I can see wanting to steal the Sharpies. I get it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think this guy understands how stealing works. Because ideally, Mm -hmm. you want to steal stuff that's worth something. Mm -hmm. This guy near Bakersfield, California, recently kicked in the back door of someone's house looking for stuff to steal. Sounds like he might have been on drugs because the first thing he did was rip a big hole in their bathroom wall for no reason. Mm. Then he started going through drawers but left a bunch of valuables behind. He did eventually find something worth stealing to him, a brand new Roomba that was still in the box. Wow. But instead of taking it, he removed the Roomba from the box and only stole the empty box. Oh, wow. <laughs> you need it. Well, when you need a box. The person who lives there spotted him <laughs> in the driveway and chased him off. That's he so funny. also stole some old suitcases along with a bunch of junk mail. It was very bizarre. That is funny. Cops eventually found the suitcases, but we don't know if they caught him or not. It's also not clear if they got the person's junk mail back. But That's funny. Yeah. After, you know, I'd, I've thought before about getting a Roomba because I feel like I have a lot of dust bunnies in my house. Do you have a lot of dust bunnies in your house? Sure, we get those. Ugh, they, they just kind of sort of make me nuts. Yeah. But then I, I've seen a couple of stories where the where an animal had an accident on the floor and then the Roomba went over it and yeah. got poop everywhere. And I'm like, that would be my luck. That you will, you know, no. That would be what happened to me. Yeah. Kristen had a Roomba. She did not like it. It was not, not a very, fan. not very effective. And the battery was constantly running out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't very thorough. Yeah. It didn't work on certain surfaces. And hmm. she didn't like it.